Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're continuing what we started at the beginning of the week, where Bishop Clark used the 80th division of Psalms, verses 14 through 19, as the backdrop scripture for part two of the message, Revive Part Two. Let me give you some talking points so you can get this. Number one, chronic grief is demanding. Chronic, chronic grief demands your attention and if you don't get it right the grief will speak to you and tell you what to believe or what not to believe you don't like me commanding you don't like me speaking with it but grief is very demanding and commands you to bow to it don't become grief's friend even when someone passes away, God gives us an opportunity to spend some time in grief, but don't allow the grief to live with you forever like that where it locks you up. Glory to God. All of us understand that there's pain. Don't get me wrong. And we should grieve, but you got to keep it in check because chronic grief will open you up to even demonic trafficking. What I mean by that is the enemy will wedge himself in the grief. I'll never love anybody again. Well, what, what kind of spirit is that? I'll never look. Because every time I love somebody, the devil takes them away. Well, you know that response is not godly. Y'all understand that, right? If that was the case in the first family, when Abel was taken out, Cain would have been the only child. But the Bible says after a period of time, Adam knew Eve and she conceived again and gave birth to a what we call a Seth. His name is Seth. Glory to God. And he, the scripture says, was in the very image of Adam, which means he looked, looked, looked just like the man. <laughs> you ever see the baby look just like their daddy? <laughs> well, well, Seth looked exactly like his daddy. Glory to God. In the very image of his father. <laughs> he never would have been born if all they did is grieved over the loss of their child. And that's why we have to learn how. And I know this is not easy for everybody, but you need to get this. Jacob was grieving for years. Actually, Joseph may have been gone for 14 years. So I'm just letting you know, if you're not careful, every year you can, you can just stay there. And even if good news comes, you won't hear it. Because grief, chronic grief is demanding. It is very difficult. It is strenuous. It is even draining. It will drain you of all of your life force. It can even block faith. Grief can block, block faith and the acceptance of good news. Here we see a type of gospel being preached. A type of gospel is being preached to Jacob who was grieving over his son 
We know that his son never really died. He heard a lie, glory to God, that his son was dead and they even brought evidence, brought him back his coat of many colors dipped in blood. But it was all a lie to cover their sins. Of throwing the boy into a pit and then settling him to into slavery. He went into part of his house and then into prison. And he stayed there. The scripture says even his ankles were hurt. Because of the shackles and the irons that were put on his ankles. Glory to God. But the Bible said they gave Jacob good news. The scripture said he was stunned. What does it mean he was stunned? He was shocked. He was shocked. Glory to God. He was shocked. He was shook. They were scared, shook, too scared to look. You're shook because ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> you're scared to death, you're shook because ain't no such things that happen. <laughs> I'm trying to preach it so y'all can understand. They're scared to death, they're scared to look, they're shook because ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> Some people want to be gangster, but if you're real gangster, go be gangster. Because there ain't no such thing as a halfway gangster. Just looking like one, you got to be all the way. And if you're all the way with God, be all the way. Stop faking it, glory. If you're with God, go ahead, dress like you're with God, talk like you're with God, walk like you're with God. Stop playing the game. Because there ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Jacob was stunned, man. He was shocked. What do you mean? I don't believe you. Scripture says, but when they heard everything that Joseph, when he heard that everything that Joseph had seen, and this is what's happening right now. Some of us, we've, we're so shook from what happened to us. We can't believe the word. This is the remedy. In this season, there's enough grace to not only let you hear it, but he's going to let you see evidence. Glory to God. He wants you to be revived so much so he's going to let you see the evidence. Not, look, notice, he heard and he saw. I want you to look at verse 27. But when they told him everything Joseph had said and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, his spirit was revived. So he needed a double whammy. Bam, bam. He needed to see and he needed to hear. And this is what the Lord told me to pronounce over your lives today, that not only is he going to just speak to you, not only are you going to get a word, but he's going to start giving you evidence. If you want to know if something is dead, if you want to know, God will give you a word. And if you don't see any evidence, you need to start stepping away from that now. Because in this season, God is going to make sure that you hear the word, but he's going to, he knows how difficult it is, but he's also going to let you see the cart coming your way. Glory to God. You're going to hear a word and you're going to see the goodness of God following you. You're going to hear a word. You're going to see the mercy of God manifesting in your life. You're going to hear a word. You're going to see God working in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. You're going to hear the word. You're going to see things showing up in your life that you never expected. Glory to God. Can the church say Amen. This is why God is so, he's so hungry for you to be revived. He know you're stuck, glory to God, and you're shook. But he's going to make sure not only do you hear, but you can see the evidence of what he's doing. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Come on, give him praise. He's about to show you something. See, they say God is trying to tell you something, but I'm here to tell you God is about to show you something. He's about to show up in your life. Woo, Jesus.
The Bible say they told Jacob everything that Joseph has said. The things that he said. Come closer. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God sent me out to preserve life. That still wasn't good enough. But then he saw the chariots. He saw the carts coming his way. That Joseph said, I don't want daddy to walk. I want you to put daddy in this cart and I want you all to pull him. I got a donkey that's going to pull him all the way back to Egypt. I even put food in there so he don't have to get out. I made sure he's got everything he needs and so you have the strength. He provided totally for him. And I'm here to tell you, God is about to show you something. He's about to show you some stuff that he's already provided for you. He's going to let you peek into it to see what he's already done. God is about to open up some doors that the devil is closing your life. And they're about to swing wide open. I want you to lift up a praise for the cart that's on your way. Come on, there's a cart on its way that's going to transport you to the next dimension. Ah. Whoo, Jesus, my God. My God, there's a cart on the way. There's a cart on the way. There's a cart on the way. Ah. And when you see the cart, you will be revived. That thing that's been draining your strength, that thing that's been leaking and making you hemorrhage your enthusiasm, God said you will be revived. Ah, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. There's a cart on its way. When faith is weak, God will help it by allowing you to hear and see. Hear his word and see his mighty hand working on your behalf. Amen. So don't fret even if your faith is weak. Oh, ye a little faith. Even if your faith, this season right now, God is going to show you some things. Expect it to happen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Can I go deeper? Let's go to Judges chapter 15. Judges chapter 15 and verse 15. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it, speaking of Samson, and struck down a thousand men. I want you to see this. He's boxed in into a hole. In other words, there's a place, a hollow place. It doesn't look beautiful at all. It's not an oasis. It's full of, it's a desert land, it's, it's dry, and the Philistines have boxed the man in, totally boxed him in. A thousand men come at this man, and he don't, he don't have anything. He looked in the dirt, and he saw where a donkey died there. And he grabbed the donkey's, grabbed the jawbone of the donkey. King James says the word ASS, but I'm trying to change so nobody say I'm in the house cussing. So I went, to the, I went to the NIV, so no one would say I'm cussing when I say I, it donkey. But if you read in the King James, it says the jawbone of an ass. Okay? Y'all understand? But anyway, when he pulled the jaw, when he pulled, I studied the Bible in the King James. That's why a lot of times I quote scriptures in it. I was trained that you only, you only read King James. You know, all them other scriptures, that, they changing the word. 
<laughs> That's what he told me when I was coming up. You don't change not one word. <laughs> well, King James is old English. All they did is make sure you could understand it in modern terms. Okay. They're not changing the word. It's the same meaning. Donkey is ass. Y'all understand. But I'm trying to clean up myself because I'm preaching to a new generation now. And I want everybody to not get strayed with what I'm saying. Because I had a dream that one day you wouldn't get offended when you come to church. When you can go to a football game and hear people cuss and drink and all of that. And you sit there and laugh but come to the house of God and expect me eating. You expect me. You expect me. You expect me to be so exact. I can't make one mistake. Let's you out of here. I'm, pre I'm trying. Honey. <laughs> Look at this. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey. He grabbed it. And struck down a thousand Philistines. Now I want you to think of what that looks like. Think about the kind of one man. Swirling so fast and furious. So fast and furious. That he's greater than any spear that they have. Or any sword. Just whirling. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's only eight. That's better than Bruce Lee. Walk, 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 using one hand, back and forth. What kind of power and force? What that, if you could see that from an aerial view. Well, a thousand men with shields, well-equipped, iron, fall. And all he's holding is a bone in his hand. I want you to think about that. I want you to show I'm going to show you something here. Look at the word here. It says, then Samson said, he began to praise God with a donkey's jawbone. I have made, I have made donkeys of them. Let me help you, King James, with the, with, let me help you the way it reads now. Can I help you? Y'all can see it, right? And with a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. I want you to think about that. He gives God praise. He doesn't say, look what I've done. He realizes there's no way you could do that in your natural strength. There's no way. This is greater than any one of David's mighty men. David's mighty men, if one can take out maybe 250. This is greater than apocalypse now. There's nobody ever been on the battlefield and taken out a man with an inferior weapon. A thousand of them and you're still standing breathing hard. <sighs> dripping with blood. He realized he had to give God praise. And some of you, you know you wouldn't have come out of the situation you were boxed in. You know you didn't do it on your own. You know you didn't. Why are we still waiting on you to give God the glory? You ought to be the most frantic person in the world giving God the praise for what he's done in your life because there's no way you could have come out. I shouldn't be the only one trying to get people to praise. We know what God has done in our lives. We know how God worked it out. We know that God is working in us to will. 
he gives God praise. Look at this. When he finishes praising God, when he finishes tithing, when he finishes giving, he threw down the jawbone. This is where we miss up. Anytime God uses a particular thing in the 21st century, you'll see people marketing that thing. You let a preacher take a jawbone and cut down a thousand enemies. They'll take that jawbone and merchandise it. It'll be on the internet. I'm going to show you how to work with this jawbone. And I decree and declare that you'll cut down a thousand. That's why God can't give this generation anything right now because we will merchandise what he gave us. Notice what the man does. The scripture says when he finished speaking, he threw away the thing that he used to kill them with because he realized it was only an object. There's no way he could do it with a jawbone. But many times we merchandise and we begin to moralize the thing that God used to get us through. Put our name on it. Our emblem. We patent it. And then we want to sell it to all the church people. To every city. Instead of saying, you know what? It was God. Samson stood in that same place dripping with blood. Threw it down. Look at the scripture. In the place he called Rama. Ramaliha, Lihi. Look at this. He called the place. He said, I need to make sure that I call this place. It's a hollow place. Not a place I'm going to live. This is the place where God met me. This is the moment in my life where God met me. And I need to make sure that I call this place, this name, so I'll never forget. But in terms of drink taken out of this place, a jawbone, and then creating a conference where he's going to show all of Israel how to fight the Philistines. He doesn't do it. Let's go deeper. When he finished speaking, he threw down the jawbone. Verse 18. Because he was very thirsty. Okay? Because even though God can use you, you can still be drained. I want you to think about me now. God used me to preach to a thousand. But after it's over now, I give them water. But what happens to me? All right. Just like if you worked on any job. And you help a thousand people. I guarantee you, you have needs yourself. Okay. Look what he does. The scripture says he cried out to God. Now he gives God praise after he kills a thousand then he cries out to God, you have given your servant this great victory. Now, must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? So he had to be extremely thirsty that he would fear for his life. I want you all to think about that. And even as working for the Lord, you can do mighty exports for God, working for your family, working in business. And walk away from it being thirsty. This is when the enemy come in. If you be the son of God. If you be the child of God. Command these stones. You don't have to stick with God. Go back to what you know. Go back to what you used to do. 
command the stones to be made bread. Don't follow the enemy. Don't do what he's telling you to do. The scripture says, then God, look at this. Then God opened up the hollow place in Lehi and water came out of it. When Samson drank, his strength returned and he was what? Now God has a way of nourishing you to such a degree that you don't have lack anymore. But if you do it on your own, you'll always have a deficit. God opened up the hollow place, the place that was a desert, and said, I'm going to nourish you there. Some people think you need to move to a different place before you can get your revival. No. There's a grace coming to right where you live. God's going to revive you right where you are right now. He's going to take care of you right now because he wants you to know it's in this very place that I want to be God. I want to be called God right here, right now. Not in a different place. And sometimes he has to let things leave you. And sometimes he has to snatch it out of your life. And sometimes your heart will be hurt. You don't need to follow your dream. You need to follow the king of kings. And the Lord of lords. After slaying a thousand men with a jawbone, he threw it away. Please throw it away. That thing that got you over the hump, throw it away. That thing that you used, that, thing, that old mechanism, get rid of it. It was only for that time, not this time. Amen. Glory to God. God uses a, a serpent of brass for the children of Israel when they were bitten by fiery serpents. The scripture says years later they were still bowing to that serpent of brass. When the young king of Israel, king of Judah, when he came into power, he took it and grinded it. I think it was Asa, grinded it into fine flour. Because you can't worship the previous move. God wants to do something present in your life today. Glory to God. And God told me to tell you that he's going to open up some hollow places. In other words, in the natural, the place has a hole in it. There's an echo. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's hollow. There's an echo there. Let me minister to you as he gave it to me. There's an echo there. It's empty. It has no substance. But in the very place that's hollow, God is going to supply the need. You're going to see sustenance coming out of it. I don't know how he's going to do that. He just told me to drop it on you. Some way, somehow, he's going to stir up sustenance out of a hollow place. In the natural, don't look like it's going to happen. That's why he wants to be praised for it. He's going to cause water to gush out of a hollow place. Unnatural place is going to be the place of sustenance. An unnatural place, unusual, unexpected. He's going to use that hollow place. To breathe inspiration, life, and sustenance. And when Samson drank from this, the scripture says he was revived. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. There is a rebuilding after deep discouragement. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1. When Salabat heard that he was rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews. 
Some of you right now, the Lord told me to tell you that somebody's mocking you. Somebody's laughing at your plight, laughing at the fact that you're going through. I know the enemy is laughing and the enemy will laugh through people. And one of the worst things you can ever do is to hear a friend or somebody talking about you. They didn't, they had a butt dial or something. I get it all the time. People, they, they hang up, they think they hang hung up and they be like, I can't stand it. I wish he think he all that. I hear him, I just hang the phone up. You're invited to join Bishop Merton Clark, Pastor Sabrina Clark, and the entire Trim Nation family for our Christmas celebration weekend 2019. On Saturday, December 21st at 3 p.m., the Christian Education Department will present the best Christmas present. This presentation features the kids of Trim Nation as they celebrate their way, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Then on Sunday morning, for both services, join the Music and Arts Ministry for Come and Behold Him, a nativity worship encounter. This will be a worship experience like none other. For both services, the Music and Dance Ministry will lead Trim Nation through a journey of worship and praise that will encourage you to experience a personal encounter that will impact your life well into the future. Bishop Merton Clark, Pastor Sabrina Clark, and the entire Trim Nation family invites you to our Christmas celebration weekend 2019, Saturday, December 21st at 3 p.m. with the Trim Nation kids for the best Christmas present and Sunday, December 22nd at our 8 and 11 a.m. services with the Trim Worship and Arts Ministry for Come and Behold Him, a Nativity Worship Encounter. The entire celebration weekend is free and will be held on the ministry campus of Truth Revealed, 2838 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2526. That's reference number 2526. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. In the hustle and bustle of everyday living, sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children. And that is, I believe we need to pull them close, look them in the eye, and say, I love you. I'm with you, and I would like to encourage you today 
don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close, and tell them that Jesus loves them. But remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.